Welcome to the Fantasy Sports Cave. This is David Salzman Ford here with Steven Zezerman. We're going to tackle the NFC West. Steven, how you doing? Doing good, man. Decided to talk about the Rams, you know, especially the team I've been writing articles about. Let's do it. All right. So um, let's talk about the Rams first because they're the last team that pretty much play in the season. Well, before the 49ers anyways. But um, so what's the overall, what, what, what do you give them? A letter grade? What's the overall, how they did in 2018? Well, you know, I, I got to give them an A for the 2018 season. I mean, they made it all the way to the Super Bowl. They uh, they encountered some adversity midway through the season, losing their losing Jared Goff's favorite target in Cooper Cup, losing their Pro Bowl running back for a few games. They handled some things, figured some things out on defense. And overall, despite a, despite a very disappointing offense performance in the Super Bowl, I mean, they still got to the big dance. So got to give them an A there. Yeah, I totally agree with you there. They did really good, and with the adversity, they still seem a way to win. It's just the Super Bowl. You're not going to let the Super Bowl affect their overall performance? I know it you talk about the Super Bowl a lot, but. It definitely hampers it. I mean, the thing, the, the only reason I'm not letting it inhibit that is because defensively they put on a great, great performance, and no one's ever going to talk about that, unfortunately. Wade Phillips and the crew holding Tom Brady in the offense to 13 points. I mean, half the team showed up. Um, the other half did not. Like, it really is that simple. And you can even break it down a little more than that. It really is Jared Goff that didn't show up. I mean, if we remember 3-0 uh, in the third quarter, um, Rams are driving uh, just before they made it 3 nothing. And, I mean, Jared Goff threw up an absolute duck to Brandon Cook and, to Brandon Cook Brandon Cooks in the end zone that should have made it 7 nothing. And a very similar play happened just two possessions later. So I don't know. Even even with a lackluster performance by the offense, that team was still in it. If Jared Goff had shown up, it could, they very well could have won the game, going up seven three at that point in the third quarter. Who knows what momentum would have done? But because of how well the defense played in that game, I'm not going to let it affect their overall grade. They still got there, and uh, because of that, I'm going to give them a ninety three. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, com- it's completely opposite with the 49ers here. I'm going to give them a seventy two, a C minus. And um, so they finished four and twelve, third place in a uh, NFC West behind the Seattle Seahawks and Rams. But I'm gonna give them a C minus because the, the success they could have happened, that could have happened, the potential with two major injuries to Jimmy G and McKinnon, do both to torn ACLs. But they're both back healthy for the 2019 and 2020 season. And without those 49ers, um, season falling into the hands of Bethard and, and Mullins, they they finished to a four twelve injuries plagued. Frisco on the offense, backfield, receiving core. Things will change in the 49ers upcoming season. But this this past season, um, you just – it's like starting off bad. I mean, you get two, two of your players that you traded for recently and they both get injured. It kind of just puts a damper on the whole season. Like, I feel like that just, just put a cloud over them and they can never shine. So – and I'm surprised they even got four wins. And the wins were actually pretty impressive once this – but um, I'm gonna give them a C minus. That might be a little too high, but um, this next this next season, man, it's gonna be something different for the 49ers. The NFC, the NFC West is gonna be a really competitive division these coming up years. But um, I agree. So let's talk. Um, so let's talk about um some moves the the Rams should take or free agents. Let's talk about that. Well, what what do you think the Rams should do? So part of the problem for the Los Angeles Rams right now, and, and I agree with you, I think the NFC West is going to be very exciting next season. 
But uh, um, some of the big, some of the problems these guys are going to have is the fact that they went all in for this past Super Bowl, making trades over the past two years for guys like Marcus Peters, Akeem Talib, um, acquiring Indomik and Sue. Um, this is going to be a lot of questions on this defense moving forward and how they're going to maintain it. Sue, now 32 years old, is going to be a free agent, and after the performance he put on. Um, specifically in the NFC title game and divisional round, um, it's uh, it's going to be very difficult to fork over the money for them. And they're going to most likely have to let him go. However, I don't think they're going to suffer that much from it. Uh, Nadam Kinsu was in and out of the lineup all year. He only participated in six regular season games, um, making a very small impact um, overall over the course of 16 games. And uh, I think you definitely got to let him go. There are other guys that are going to demand money. Marcus Joyner, Dante Fowler. But once again, Dante Fowler was not a huge part of this offense. He was probably the third to fourth best pass rusher on that team. So although there are a lot of big names on, on the defensive side of the ball that have to be figured out, uh, Sam Shields included, um, the nucleus of this team is going to remain. Todd Gurley is still going to be there. Brandon Cooks, Cooper Cup, Jerry Goff. A majority of the offensive line is still going to be there. However, star tackle Andrew Whitworth, is 34 years old and is not sure if he's going to come back for his 14th NFL season. Whether or not he does is going to be a big deal, obviously. Left left tackle is arguably the, the most important offensive line position. But um, the nucleus is still there, and as long as they can get it figured out at left tackle, they should be able to preserve um, their core going forward. But uh, what's the situation in San Francisco? So I'm going to give my biggest surprise alert right now because the 49ers will be the biggest surprise the next season if the 49ers make aggressive move i mean aggressive move they got to make some moves they haven't been making big splashes in the free agents big trades they got mckinnon they got jimmy g but they need a big move so the biggest question to me is who's jimmy g gonna throw to with pierre carson most likely not gonna come back i'll talk about him a little later not playing a full season injuries Yada, yada, yada with him. I'll mention him later, like I said. He finished the season with only 24 receptions, 286 yards, and one touchdown. Another question, will the, the Niners get a lockdown corner with the 49ers dead last? And, you know, guess how much interceptions they had. Just give me just give me a guess. This past year? Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say four. Two. They had two wow. interceptions the whole goddamn season. And, and <laughs> that's just – some um, some cornerbacks get two in a game, so that's pretty embarrassing. They gotta find an answer with re wide receiver and corner. That's their biggest. That's their biggest biggest question. Another question is uh, pass rusher, but we all know that's gonna be solved in the draft. So I'm not. I'm talk about that a little later. But back to what you were saying. Um, left tackle. He said you're, he's 34. Wentworth, right? That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, you gotta you gotta get some blockers for Gurley up there, and um, and now that C.J. Anderson most likely is gonna be there. Um, do you, do you want C.J. Anderson to be part of that team? You think it'll take away too much from Gurley, or you think it would, you know, give Gurley some like leeway? Well, what do you think on that situation? I think in the best interest, I think it'd be in the best interest of the team to keep C.J. Anderson around. It just gives you that much more versatility on offense. I mean, we saw in the divisional round against the Cowboys, they ran the ball 48 times. There are only a handful of teams in the league that can do that comfortably and actually want to run the football 48 times. I mean, and plus, Gurley still got 20-plus 20 touch, 20 touches in that game, but he was fresh. Um, I think it's within their best interest 
to keep CJ Anderson on, on the team. But uh, yeah, you're right. That left tackle has got to be something that's figured out soon. Hopefully Whitworth is back one more year. So they have some more time. John Sullivan at center, longtime vet is also getting up there in age. He hasn't talked about retirement. However, I believe he's 33 years old himself. So, uh, a lot of questions on that offense, but um, thankfully the skill positions at the very least are all solidified. But back to what you said about the 49ers, um, that's actually really surprising with only two interceptions. I would have I would have expected Richard Sherman on his own to rack up more numbers than that, but I guess I'm seeing now that he was injured for a majority of the season. Yeah, um, um, but go, go on, sorry. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I was, I was, I was just doing my research and stuff because I, I, I know about the 49ers, but I was just, you know, and I was looking at interceptions, and like teams have like the Bears and Ravens had like like a lot, like one player, two two Bears had one one had seven, one had five. So I was like, oh shit, like you know that's the Bears D. And I'm scrolling down, I see the 49ers at two, and I was like, that can't be. I think that's just a typo. I think NFL.com is just full of shit. So then I actually go on the actual website, and and I can't remember the quarterbacks that got the interceptions. I don't remember know their names. I was like, holy shit, dude, two interceptions. And that's what I'm talking about. Like, I'm talking about – little might as well talk about it right now. Their, their um, defensive back is the most definitely add. Biggest turnover ratio um, in the negative. Negative 25. Yikes. In the turnover. Yeah. And a part of that is due to two interceptions all season. And um, and the edge player that's needed will bring a, bring a little spice to that really bland – um, rush. Um, they only got 30, um, 37 sacks, which is 22nd in the league. And um, with the third pick in the draft, it's either Josh Allen or Joey Bosa, um, or second, right? Second pick? I'm second sorry. overall pick, yeah. Second yeah, overall second. pick. Um, but the second overall pick, it's either going to be Nick Bosa or Josh Allen. I'm comfortable with both, to be honest with you, um, so I'm not, even, I'm not even worried about that. But another big hole is wide receiver. Um, the biggest name that crawls into mind and crawls into everybody's mind is A.B. Mm-hmm. A.B. Antonio Brown. Dude, this guy balled out 104 receptions, almost 13, three yards shy from 1,300 yards, and six touchdowns. He was kind of floating under the radar due to Juju. Um, but his, his time at Pittsburgh officially is over. Like you said in our last podcast, he officially asked for a trade from the Steelers. Now um, – there's a lot of there's so much talk on Instagram. I've seen so much reports saying that if you got the money you want to win, pick me. Like that's his that's not his quote, but he was on Instagram live saying if you got if you got the money, guaranteed money. He wants guaranteed money. If you want if you got the guaranteed money and you want your team to win, sign me. And I think that's a little bit aggressive and you can kind of come off a little like I, I, I that rugs me the wrong way. I don't know. If you're a GM and, and this guy's like, hey, you got to guarantee money and you want to win, pick me. That's kind of like that, that kid in gym class that's really cocky that everybody wants to pick but hates on their team. Like, <clears throat> um, So I don't know about that. I, I'm a little bit uh, – but, but – Yo, I agree. Three, yeah, that's that's a little, like, smuggish. Like, it's, it's real, like, oh, great. Like, this guy's going to really want the money. I know he's going to ball out. But it's money first with this guy, you know. I don't think he's gonna be like he's we gonna think. want his catches. He's gonna want his catches. He's gonna want his reps. He's gonna want all this. Like I feel like that's that that's just rubbing me the wrong way. But the talent is there, and with Jimmy G and him, that connection could last dec. I mean years. I mean he's still he's coming into his his um he's gonna be thirty pretty soon here. So um mm-hmm. I think um but the thing is he's under contract, so he's gonna have to trade for him. So the 49ers are gonna have to cop up some high value picks or players. I don't think yeah. they should give away their first their first round draft pick. Absolutely. You gotta not. Get a, I mean a second 
if, if the Steelers – well, the thing is, like I mentioned all the time, the Raiders put a high bar on wide receivers' trade value. With Amari Cooper, I know he's still young and, like, he has talent, but they trade a first-round draft pick, and wide receivers that think they're better than Amari Cooper are going to be like, hey, I want a first-round. The team's going to be like, hey, I want a first-round draft pick. You traded – you know, it kind of set the bar, I think. And, and I mean, I'm not saying he's not worth a first-round draft pick, but A.B. is good. Those Steelers are going to want something from A.B., but um, but yeah, that that that's all what the biggest holes that needs to be really filled. Mm-hmm. Bags, you got to definitely get a. Um, I'm gonna talk about a couple free agents a little later. They should tackle, okay. but um, well um, well, well, let's talk about the Rams. Um, so I know that Joiner is a free agent. He's a big, big um name in the safety. Uh, what else free agents you guys got? Yeah, well, Marcus Joyner is a big topic when it comes to Rams free agency right now. But I just wanted to harp real quick back on AB and and later. Oh yeah, go ahead. Now. Um, yeah, I don't really like what he went out and said there, and he really hasn't done himself much favors well, as far as as far as the stuff he said on social media, um, car um, car uh, speeding tickets, not sh- not showing up to court recently. There's a lot of stuff going on that kind of makes you wonder: is he even going to be on the field to help us out? And I, I would even go as far to say that the teams that side, I'm I'm predicting Le'Veon Bell to go to the New York Jets. I'm predicting. Antonio Brown to either go to the San Francisco Cisco 49ers or the Oakland Raiders. I don't think any of those teams are going to make the playoffs, even with the addition of Le'Veon Bell or AB to either of those rosters. San Francisco would have the best shot because we haven't seen uh, Jimmy G for a full season healthy. We haven't seen what Jerick McKinnon can do in a Kyle Shanahan offense. So maybe there's, there's obviously way more upside there. I don't picture any team signing those two guys um, is going to be in contention for a championship. I just, I, I just don't. I mean, I, I feel like these skill position players like this, even guys like OBJ, as much as it pains me to say, are just icing on the cake. You know, they're, they're not, they're, they're not the meat on the bone. So, I, I don't know. I um, plus, I, and yeah, I hear what you're saying about Amari Cooper. Um, Dallas really, I mean, Dallas was kind of reaching. They were kind of overpaying, but you know, I guess they felt like they were in win now mode. Amari Cooper, let me see. He's 24, 25 years old. With AB. I think you're guaranteed three years of quality football, provided he makes it onto the field. It's just uh, if you're the if you're the San Francisco 49ers, I don't see how you're not giving up the second overall pick. I'm not sure you're giving up the 34th overall pick either. That's basically a first round pick. So I mean, are you going to get Antonio Brown for a third? I don't know. Probably have to be a third plus some type of piece, maybe some cap relief of some sort. I'm not sure, but yeah, gonna be very interesting on that. Sorry. Anyways, so back to Lamarcus Joyner and the Rams though. Joyner is in a tough spot. The Rams and Joyner are in a tough spot because this will be the last big contract LaMarcus Joyner can expect to get out of his career being at the age of 28. No one's going to give him a big contract at 31, 32, most likely. It just doesn't happen that much. That being said, he's going to want to get paid. And you can only pay so many people. Obviously, Aaron Donald for about five minutes was the highest highest paid defensive player in the league, I believe, before Khalil Mack restructured his deal. But, um... It's his it's his prioritization. Uh, you have you have to pay Aaron Donald. They're very high still on their two quarterbacks of Akeem Talib and Marcus Peters, who are on contract through next season. Um, so who are you willing to let go? Robert Woods is going to be on contract. He he will he'll have to get paid next season or not. It's just uh it, there's a lot of questions in the O line. Who are you going to pay? Um, in my opinion, um, you got you got you still got a pretty good amount of depth at quarterback. I think you let Joyner go, and I think you let. And Dominic and Sue go, and then you begin to address this issue in free agency and in the draft. Um, but yeah, it's a tough situations like that, man. At the age of 27, 
29, that's the last time that you can really get paid. Like that's your last opportunity to get paid. And we, we can definitely expect Marcus Joyner to go out there and try to do just that. So uh, my, I would go ahead and predict that they're going to let him go. But um, what are some of the bigger contract situations in San Francisco? Because I believe Richard Sherman was only signed on a two-year deal initially, right? Yeah, um, I'm not too worried about that. He was injured a little bit um, here and there. Um, I think he's going to stay as, as far as contract-wise. I think they'll pay him. He, he's a great vet, coverage guy. But injuries came to him. But the one that I really the, – the 49ers should not – I heard a lot of talk that he, he's not going to get signed. So, But is uh, Pierre Carson. He hasn't performed since – you remember his days in Washington? He was, a, he was the man. Pierre Carson was the man in Washington. 64 receptions. He This guy had um, 64 receptions, 786 yards, and a touchdown. Now, that sounds like a good season. That's what he had in the last two seasons combined. So, Yikes. those totals – yeah. Um, and then, like, speaking of receivers, um, I'm, the one I'm looking for, I think this guy is really underrated, is Aaron Humphreys. I talked to him a lot from the Tampa Bay Bucks. This dude has wide receiver one numbers, putting up 816 yards on 76 receptions, five touchdowns. The reason why I pick Humphreys is because he had two, two different arms throwing at him with Fitzmagic and Winston, and he still reached 800 yards. Imagine a consistent arm, Jimmy G, some chemistry that could get built there. The numbers could be high. He could hit it. I think he could hit a thousand yards. The, the 49ers don't really have too much weapons. Dante Pettis. I remember you mentioned him early um, mm-hmm. in another podcast. I like this dude. He had a lot of momentum towards the end of the season. Um, Marquise Goodwin. Um, he's a speedy guy. He's not a wide receiver one. Wide mm-hmm. receiver. He's more. He's not. He's not consistent. I like Dante Pettis. He's not just wide receiver one. You need a a big name. Uh, I'm not even a big name. You just need some big talent. I think Aaron Humphreys. Is some really big talent there. That dude, he's really overshadowed over Mike Evans and everything. But um, I think he's out in Tampa Bay. I mean, that's. It, I mean, Winston. I don't think is the answer. I don't think Fitz, Fitzpatrick is the answer. They gotta. They gotta move on from one of them at least, or maybe even both. But um, that's a that's a sticky situation there. But um, but yeah, that's that's the biggest one. There's not too much big. There's just some small pieces here and there that the res the um. 49ers should shine, but not, not not the too big. The biggest name that came to my mind was Pierre Garçon, so I harped on him a little bit. But right. some 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 players, Jimmy uh, Jimmy Ward, he he's on he's up for contract. He he did um he had he racked up like forty tackles. He didn't get an interception, but um he he's a good piece there. I mean, you can sign most of these players for just like another year, another like rental. But um if you if you if you this guy was due um. Nine million dollars this last season, and I, I think he, they should just not. They should just let him go. I mean, he's a vet; right. he's getting up there in age. Um, he's not what he once was. Go younger, go in the free agency pool, and get someone. I even like Tyra Williams. I mean, if the Chargers decide to let him go, he wants to get paid as a wide receiver one. He 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 has expressed that he is a wide receiver one. He's he wants to be the number one target on a team. And on the Chargers roster, you got Keenan Allen. You got um, Hunter Henry. You got Mike Mike Williams, mm-hmm. Antonio Gates if he comes back, uh, Travis Benjamin, and if you think about it, he's like the third or fourth on that roster. Yeah, so he's gonna want to get paid. He's gonna want a young quarterback. He's gonna want to. He's gonna get reps. So I mean, Tyrell Williams even fits there. This dude, that dude is a big. That guy. He had three catch against the Browns. He had three catches. All of them were for touchdowns for fifty plus yards each. Like this dude. 
I mean, that guy is just – he's a big play guy. And maybe that's what the Niners need. The Niners need a lot, but wide receivers definitely something. Exactly. He is is exactly that, a big play guy. And, I mean, if you think about it, there are a lot of pieces – out there, to, out there to get right now for the San Francisco 49ers. I think Dante Pettis and Marcus Goodwin could be great complementary pieces. We even saw stretches. Where Dante, yeah. yeah, we even saw stretches where Dante could be potentially a number one receiver. But honestly, they were playing from behind so much. They were throwing the ball so much more than most teams because of game script. A little hard to tell. But definitely a lot of potential there. We're talking about young talent in Dante Pettis and Marcus Goodwin. If they could add someone like Antonio Brown and they could sign, um, is it Aaron or Adam Humphreys? from free agency like you said aaron. Uh, aaron yeah aaron if you can sign aaron humphries from free agency for a discounted price you can have guys like that running underneath ab is going to draw double coverage all day and then you can have dante pettis marquis goodwin aaron humphries jared mckinnon let's not even forget that we don't know what this guy's going to do uh, under a kyle shanahan offense so if you can set up something like that like that that's not crazy to think about that's an ab signing and a and a budget signing away from happening this offense really does have a lot of potential Couple that with the fact that they're going to have the second overall pick and probably going to get the best pass rusher in the draft, you know, assuming they can evaluate properly, if not the second best pass rusher in the draft. Um, there's a lot of potential for this team. Like, there is just an, a ton of potential for this team. Um, but uh, overall, if you do, if they don't address this issue in free agency, what should their first-round pick go to? Should it go to DB or should it go to receiver? Assuming no. they miss. So they you're saying about the first round they don't get a pass rusher. Oh excuse me, excuse me. With, with the thirty fourth overall pick, because oh. they're probably going to go pass rusher. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, there's a lot of good cornerbacks. I mean, it just depends. Well, one on the carbine. So um, the combine. Um, we really gotta. I mean, we take like all these projections, but once the combine comes and like you really see, you really could evaluate. But based off right now. A lot of teams need a lot of defensive pieces. So I think a lot of defensive pieces are going to be gone. Um, I talk about this guy, DK Mancalf. Dude, that guy is just, I, I love this guy from Ole Miss. Uh, if he could slip, if he slips all the way to 34, and that's pretty much a late first rounder, like pretty much. So um, he's projected to go um, late first, early second. I think you should address – it just depends on free agency too. So if they don't get no free agents I mentioned or anything – I think I think you got to go cornerback. That that's a defensive. I think you could find a diamond in a rough wide receiver wise if you evaluate and scout right. But you got to get that defense right. Two interceptions is embarrassing. I mean, that's just that's just not you. I can have I got more interceptions in that in that season with the team. Like I mean, that's just not that's just not good. So I think they should dress DB and wide receiver. Um, definitely wide receiver. They should definitely get some young talent, some young speed up there. But um, mm-hmm. great question. But so what? Okay, so you talked a lot about Sue and Joiner letting go. So who who do you think the Rams should bring in as a free agents, or even if they should add pieces or not? What's some well, What's some free agents out there that names that tickle your man? The Rams actually don't have a ton of cap room. They wouldn't be able to go just ballistic like a lot of teams would. Um, in the draft uh, at thirty first overall, I'd like to see them go pass rusher as we like as we talked about. The first round, the second round of the draft is very defensive heavy. Not not too many skill position players, not too many quarterbacks, etc. Um, a guy I'd like to see him take is Zach Allen out of Boston College. This man is a versatile. Can play the three four. Can play outside linebacker. Can put his hand down. Um, this man racked up fourteen and a half sacks last year. Um, 
uh, including several pass breakups, a couple of interceptions. He's very versatile. He's had to battle through injuries, but nothing serious. Like if you see a lingering shoulder injury, if you see a lingering knee injury, that can make you concerned. The only two injuries this man had in college were not related. Um, Wade Phillips loves defensive uh, outside linebacker, versatile defensive players. Um, this Rams defense, like we we saw they're still playing at an elite level when they have time to prepare. Um, I think I'd, I'd love to see a guy like this fall under the tutorship, the, the, the tutorship of Wade Phillips. Um, when it comes to free agency, though, I mean, there are actually a lot of cornerbacks up for free agency that that uh, that interests me. And the fact that Marcus Pete, neither Marcus Peters or Aqib Tlaib, neither of them finished within the top 25 uh, cornerback rankings according to pro football focus is a little bit concerning. But the team still is on them at this point in time. And uh, it, it kind of confuses me. But as far as when we look at the what's available out there, we've mentioned Ronald Darby's name a couple times. But Ronald Darby is more of a number two corner. Certainly not a big man corner that's going to be able to deal with the likes of uh, who are the big man receivers in this division. Who's going to have? He's not going to exactly have a great time guarding Brandon Cooks, taking care of Doug Baldwin. That's yeah. true. So I think with the move to make, especially in a quarter in a cornerback class that isn't exactly that doesn't really have a lot of depth. I like to see them address pass pressure. And since you have one more year locked in with, um, and since you have one more year locked in with these two corners, I would probably wait till next year to address that and then go after pass rusher because there is a lot of young pass rusher talent in this class. As we, we've talked about Demarcus Lawrence, although he's unlikely to sign back with Dallas, everybody and their mom is going to be looking at Trey Flowers. Grady Jarrett, Davion Clowney. If you can make a big splash with that, if you could save, if you could save your money with Indomitian Sue, Lamarcus Joyner, Sam Shields, and go after someone like that, I think that's the best move you can make there. I mean, they went all in last year with the one-year rentals, the two-year rentals. I think it's time to go get some established young talent for the future to put alongside Aaron Donald and Michael Brockers on the deep line. That's what I would like to see. But um, again, you know, we'll, we'll have to see what they try to do moving forward. Yeah, um, it's, it's yeah, this cornerback, um, because they need some cornerbacks, but the 49ers as well. I was looking at some names, and there's not, there's not like that one big guy. And then there's Darby, there's a couple other ones. Uh, Trevor Williams from the Chargers, he was, he did a great job, a lot of injuries, but we talked about it on every, mostly every single podcast. The safety position is loaded, it's loaded, man. This they gotta grab one. Two names come to mind. Fun fact, they're both they're both ex Chargers, Trey Boston from the Cardinals. Right across in the same division in Arizona, and Marcus Giltris from the um, Oakland Raiders. These both guys are on losing teams and can use a new young scenery. Um, so uh, back to the matter at hand, both Trey and Marcus had three interceptions in 2018. Boston is a little younger at 25 and can add a piece of that defense that the, the Niners need in that secondary. He also tied his career high in 79 tackles. A free agent um, can also add uh, like a safety of Earl Thomas, Earl Thomas, dude, that guy he has some serious talent there. He could reunite with his old teammate, uh, Long Seahawk of Richard Sherman. I mean, a safety is a great add. I want a cornerback to be added there, but a safety, I want to mind uh, a Gilchrist, Boston, or Earl Thomas there. Um, Mar- Marcus Gilchrist had 40 tackles. He was on a Raider team. I mean, that Raider defense gave up so much. Uh, I mean, if I was him, I would be sick and tired of it. I think this team is up and coming, has a lot of potential, and I think if I was a free agent, I would want to play for the 49ers. That's one of my teams I would want to play, help build that dynasty, how it was in the 90s, 80s, 
and um, build it back together. And I think I think Trey Boston, I think, is their highest target. I think they should target. And plus, he played for Arizona. That's in the same division. So, <clears> I mean, he, he, he could pick on Josh Rosen a little bit. But um, – I, I like those those uh, those free agents. Cornerbacks, it's really it's not you. I think they gotta wait a little longer, maybe in the draft, like I said. But um, safeties, I mean, there's a lot of safeties out there, and I think they should pick up pick one of those three I mentioned at least. They gotta make some noise. Yeah, yeah, not not exactly a a, a free agent class full of cornerbacks. Another another name I'll go ahead and mention here is Dory Jackson from the Houston Texans. This man had a very surprised season, finishing um, being very versatile, playing safety, corner, uh, coming down in the nickel, even the dime slot at times for receivers that try to move around for teams that try to move around the number one receiver. Um, he finished within the top twenty-five of the Pro Football Rankings for the first time in his career. He's someone that'll probably go on a budget because of his lack of resume and his size. But um, yeah, not exact, not not a big free agent class for cornerbacks, man. Probably have to wait till next year to build up through the draft, like you said. But all right, so if you had to pick a name, whether he's on the team right now or not, who do you think would be a surprise fantasy factor for the San Francisco Niners moving into next year? Let's see. Um, assuming the 49ers make moves for AB or settle for Aaron Humphreys, I think Jimmy G is going to have an amazing fantasy season this upcoming year. Even if he doesn't get those guys, that dude could still make moves. Um, he did. He um, he played in three games. He had 718 yards, five touchdowns, three interceptions. With Dante Pettis coming to his own shell and Goodwin providing a speed option, you know, potentially I think this this offense could be top 15. And you like you mentioned earlier, McKinnon. I haven't talked about him a lot because I saved it all for here. Um, you could dump the ball to McKinnon. That dude is great. Berea, if he stays injured, and um, of McKinnon. I also think of him as um, he's going to have a great year. Before injury, McKinnon rushed for a career high of 750 yards behind Latavius Murray in uh, Minnesota, and it had a great um, running game. Yeah, running game back in 2017. That year, he also had a career high in receiving yards with 421, and he still is young. McKinnon, Jimmy G, is going to bring an extra spark to this offense that needs to make some noise and maybe snag a wild card spot. I'm predicting them getting a wild card spot. Who knows? That's crazy. I sound like a crazy person right now. But, I mean, McKinnon, I like his versatile his versatility. This dude, could, he's a good dump-off passer guy. Jimmy G is going to need that. The offensive line is really not there. They need to address that as well. Yeah. But. He's gonna he's gonna be he's gonna be rushed and I think McKinnon could break for a couple big plays. Dante Pettis, I think he'll have a great year. I think it's a top fifteen offense if they play their cards right. Those mm. are my two guys I'm I'm shooting for. I'll I'll I'll, I'll draft Jimmy G. I'll I'll draft Jimmy G in fantasy. Yeah. I'll, I'll, if I use all my picks on skilled running backs, receivers, and and wait for um quarterback towards the end, I'll I'll consider Jimmy G. We got to see a little bit more in the preseason and stuff like that. But I like Jimmy G. Yeah, you're gonna get him for a discount too. That's probably the best part about all this. Drake McKinnon, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. These guys are gonna be going at a discount. I mean, you're, mo- most guys, you know, guys like Philip Rivers, guys like Matt Ryan, they're gonna be hovering around there between the eighth to tenth round, maybe even sometimes as late as the twelfth round. Last year with Philip Rivers, a guy who ended up as QB eight. Uh, Jimmy G, you're gonna be able to get him later than that. So if he can have just a, even a top ten season. I mean, that's tremendous value. And the same thing with Drake McKinnon. Whenever you get a starting running back in the league, that's valuable. When you get a starting running back in the league, it's going to be catching passes out of the backfield on a potentially very potent offense who could potentially also be game script proof. That 
is very valuable. And concerning the fact that he did not play it down a football last year, he, um, as of right now, is not he is not even touching inside the eighth round. So again, could be a very good value there, and I like it. Um, when I'm looking at the Rams offense, um, we're not going to talk about Todd Gurley. We're not going to talk about Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, although Todd Gurley is a hot topic. Um, he went from being considered the 1-2 pick off the board next to Saquon Barkley. Now we're talking about him being a back end of the first 10 picks. Um, that's That just goes to – goes to uh, that's just going to kind of kind of go off of what happens with C.J. Anderson. If C.J. Anderson resigns, we'll have to reevaluate that some more. And if he's released, I'm going to go with Cooper Cup. This is this is a guy. This is Jared Goff's favorite target right here, Cooper Cup. In just ten games, in uh, oh, excuse me, in eight games rather, Cooper Cup racked up 566 yards and six touchdowns, averaging 14 yards per, per catch. This is a guy who racked up over 1,100 yards last season in his rookie season. Um, this guy lived with Jared Goff the last summer, going into his rookie year to get to know him, get to know the system. These guys are friends. They're butt buddies. He is the he's a huge red zone target for the Los Angeles. Rams teams are always going to have to pay big attention to the field stretchers like Brandon Cooks teams are always going to pay attention number one wide receiver Robert Woods Cooper Cup ran underneath all season long he's he's his little West Welker and I believe you're going to get him for a great discount once again because of injury and uh, I think Cooper Cup's going to be a great fantasy factor going into next season yeah dude that guy has a, that guy brings like Another energy to that team, that stadium. When I went to a couple of games, dude, that, that fan base is just in love with that dude. He reminds me of like a Wells Welker, Julian Edelman, like underneath. He's there all day. That slant, third and three, who you go to? Cooper Cup in the slant all day. He's gonna rack up the yards. Give Brandon Cooks and and um Robert Woods all the attention, and I think he could slide under there all day. So yeah, I definitely agree. And and like you said, he he got injured, so people are gonna be scared. To, to want to get him early. So I think I think you can snag him at a really discounted price and he could still put up some great numbers. So Absolutely. That was a great analysis. I can't wait for fantasy football, man. I'm, I'm ready for it. But anything else we want to touch on on the Rams or 49ers? Uh, no. You know, I think the Rams, they still have a good nucleus going into next season. I still predict them to win the division as of right now. I think their biggest competition is the Seahawks. But, again, with so much variable and upside with the San Francisco Niners, we'll have to see. Um, who would you say is going to win the division, though? I'm I'm gonna go with um, Rams. Seahawks always stay nine, uh, nine and seven, eight and eight. I mean, they could hit double digits wins, but this. Um, I would talk a little bit more about the Seahawks next podcast, but I, I I like the Seahawks. They always come. They're always like the underdog in the division. They always find a way to find their way um themselves in the playoffs. But I'm gonna still pick up the Rams. That offense is just gonna be so so great with Cooper Cup coming back, and if they keep all those pieces. Defense is the biggest worry, like you mentioned, but for the Rams. But um, yeah, I think the I think the 49ers can snag a wild card spot though. It's a big that's a big prediction, but I think they play their cards right. They could maybe sneak one in. What would you say what their record would be? I'm I think they're gonna go five hundred. Five hundred? I think that's gonna be enough. I think that's gonna be enough to get in. Okay. All right. Not gonna argue with that. Uh for the Rams, well, there it is. For the Rams, I'll go ahead and say I'm gonna say 11 five. They win the division. They do not get the bye week next year. They do not get the bye. Week. Okay, I I could, I could see that. 11 five sounds sounds about right. All right. Well, there you have it. That is the NFC uh, West part one. And next week we're gonna have the battle of the birds. Um, Steven's gonna tackle the Seahawks. I'm gonna tackle the Cardinals. 
and we're going to have a Battle of the Birds podcast. So I can't wait for that. Steven, where can they find you on social media if they want to talk to you about this, your, your bold predictions? Yeah, if you guys ever want to talk about football, the MMA podcast, you can find me at Coach Steven Zesma on Instagram and Twitter. And, uh, yeah, next week, Cardinals Seahawks. Let's do it. And you can find me on the Sports Guy David, both on Twitter and Instagram. And if you see a nice, handsome guy, clean shaved and no long hair, that is still me. Yes, I did have a haircut. I did have a new, new look. <laughs> Check me out. Um, so yeah, that is me still. So don't worry guys. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't go nowhere, but, um, if you guys want to follow all of us and want to follow all the podcasts, we have soccer, baseball coming up is heating up. Machado just signed three, $300 million. I think that was possible. 10 years, $300 million to the Padres. I mean, we're going to cover all that stuff. You click in fantasy sports cave into literally any single social media and you will find us. Give us a subscribe, give us a follow, a like, comment. We like interacting with you guys. That's it. That's Steven Zezima. I'm David Zales IV, and I'm out.